0: and cover off the, the one um, uh, topic which we didn't get to cover yesterday, which is around uh, the whole feminism uh, topic. So uh, it's a it's a big topic. So there's actually more questions um, in my uh, presentation than there are proposed answers, because um, I see this session is slightly different to the others in that. Um, from a, from a philosophical perspective, um, we have some stuff to say, uh, but I think the application of <coughs> philosophy and our histories into the modern age um, uh, needs some work. So, and and needs some defining. So, we'll get into it. I've got some kind of, I've got a couple of slides which I'll just run through, really just as an intro to the topic. And um, so, if you can turn that up, Thank you. So. And um, this is my favourite. It's well, one of my favourite stories, um, yeah. which uh, illustrates the um, limitations of material solutions, particularly when applied to deep problems. And by deep problems, um, unfortunately, the session was going to be. Uh, uh, I was going to have gone through a bunch of stuff about systems dynamics and karma and all of that stuff. We haven't haven't had a chance to go through that, so I'll give it to you in a nutshell. Um, This idea that um, action and reaction, when we speak about karma, action and reaction, um, is straightforward for us and our minds to understand when the cause and the effect are close in terms of time and space. Okay? So, I do that, you hear the sound, and it's clear to you that the movement of my finger hitting the table is making the sound, right? The reason is because when I do that, the, the pause my hitting the table and the effect, the sound is close in terms of time and space. If I was doing this and the sound was coming from over there, you'd be confused, yeah? And if I did this and the sound was coming in five minutes time, you'd also be confused. <laughs> Distance in time and space, right? So when what happens is there's a whole study, whole kind of, um, <coughs> of system dynamics Tries to deal with this stuff because it's real life, particularly when you talk about deep issues, things like the environment, things like complex um, uh, business scenarios, etc., etc., etc. We don't have time to go into all of that, but this story illustrates that from a very unique perspective. Um, so, once upon a time, there was a monk called Muni and he was meditating in a lake. And as he meditated in this lake, he saw that Garuda. Of birds and Lord Vishnu's carrier would come to this lake and um, capture fish. Garuda is an eagle; he his fruit. So he would capture the fish, and um, Garuda did this uh, <coughs> a number of times. And so Paramhuni, who was meditating under the water, so he would yogis in that time could do that, and he felt compassion for the fish eating fish. Not good, so I should do something. So he curses Garuda. So he curses Garuda and says, if you come here and take this fish then I curse you to die. So then Garuda stops coming to the lake. Now, in another part, in another kind of uh, time and space, uh, there is this venomous serpent called Kaliya. Kaliya appears in Gandhavan, Krishna dances on Kaliya, the famous story. So Kaliya, um, there is a natural enmity between snakes and eagles. So Kalia has always been harassed by Garuda and feels threatened by Garuda. So, where does Kalia decide to go for his safe haven? The very lake that Garuda cannot go to, which is the lake where he was banished from by Sovarimuni. So, Kalia comes to this lake, which is in Rindavan. because of who Kaliya is, um, poisons the entire lake. And exudes such a poison that not only all the living beings in the lake are are, are, are killed, but also anything flying above the lake is killed, any vegetation around the lake is also killed. And Krishna has to finally come and subdue Kaliya. But you see, what happened was, was thinking of doing something compassionate. But his compassion was in form. So when he was trying to do was save one or two fish, his action actually led to all the fish dying, Not only the fish, but the whole ecosystem. So sometimes, so this uh, story illustrates to us that sometimes we can see a problem from one perspective, but if we don't see the spiritual perspective to the same material problem, our, our, Solutions, our material solutions, often can make things worse. And uh, there, are, there are different systems laws, system laws of systems dynamics, which, anyway, if you get time later on, I can show you. But how and what each of, each of these laws, it, what's fascinating is that Prahlad Maharaj in the Bhagavatam, in his um, uh, prayers and instructions to, to his uh, to friends, has already covered these laws. So these laws are already discussed by Palaam Maharaj. And this is, from this perspective, we have to, like, just try and, so I'm I'm raising this because I want you to frame this in your minds. There are some problems which a cursory view will not fix. And if we stay at a cursory view, our proposed solutions in the material world will make it worse. And there's many, 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 uh, Mature examples that you could use as also evidence of that. You know, like when the car was invented, <laughs> the first car was in London, the average speed of that car in London was 12 miles per hour. To, you know, but they used it because it was faster than walking or whatever. You know, the average speed of cars in London is 12 miles per hour. You see, because anyway, you get the point. There's a, the system pushes back. You have one thing, but you're not the only person acting. That's the whole point of system dynamics. Yeah. So on this point of um, coming, so take that understanding and we're going to talk about this topic of feminism um, in a number of different ways. But first of all, you know, like there's a lot of stuff in, um, in the media about feminism, right? So, there's a lot of kind of narrative uh, in the media, there's a lot of. And there's, there's also a lot of um, biases, prejudices, etc., etc., all wrapped up into that. Some of that prejudice also flows <coughs> into the historic view of what um, pre- uh, past, previous cultures um, represented. So, for example, there's a view that women in India must have been oppressed, that, you know, whatever, whatever. And, um, and that, that must have also been the case in many times. So that's one of the things I want to talk about, because um, from a Casey perspective, we have these two stories. There are two stories, histories, which really define India more than any two stories, right? And they're known as the Ramayana and the Mahabharata. Now, there, these two histories have pervaded Vedic and Indian culture for however um, long, and um, both of them are based on these two incidents. Both of them resulted from the maltreatment or exploitation, attempted exploitation, of women. The Marabar from the attempted disrobing of property and the Ramayana from the attempted kidnapping of Sita. So, there's a message there, it's very loud and clear, that in a society where women are exploited, where they are um, uh, ill-treated, not only is there a karmic reaction to those people involved, but what happened to the Kuru dynasty after this incident, and what happened to Ravana's kingdom after this incident? Society is destroyed. This process. Chapter 1 of the Gita, Origin makes the same case when he's trying to um, make the case for Krishna to, to not fight. So these are, these are very deep, deep um, kind of philosophical principles which underpin Vedic culture. And um, unfortunately, that's not to say that Vedic culture is all alive and well and it's all going as it should right now. That's not my point. My point is that, as I was saying yesterday, sometimes the Vedic paradigm, philosophy, culture is framed um, in a in a naive or primitive way, um, which just does not reflect the facts. Um, so, in this scenario, this is what we're seeing, and uh, the message there is 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 clear for us. Now, it leads us to a bunch of questions. Um, which is where I'm coming to now. So, um, and, and they are these. So, um, you know, like, so just, so, just to flip back for a sec, this is an extreme example, right? So, like, it, it's, it's easy to say that, but well, obviously these things should not be happening. So, there's nobody, whilst they may be happening in certain parts of the world, it's obvious they, that they shouldn't be happening. But how does that then translate into the modern world, in the modern scenario? conversations that we have to have today. And um, and a few things came to mind, um, from, uh, well, particularly from the conversation uh, that I had with me back then, just the day before yesterday. Um, and uh, just to say, I'm really extremely impressed by the thinking she has behind this, um, and the uh, pointing out of kind of certain underpinning principles which we need to think about as a group of people trying to build a community. So one is around how do we define equality, right? So equality is banded around as a term, and it's defined by different people in different ways, right? So one of the things that we know about is that there's an argument about, are we talking about equality of opportunity versus equality of outcome, right? That's a big debate, I mean, particularly when it comes to gender differences. So, for those who may not be familiar with the terms equality of opportunity, meaning that everyone should get the same opportunity to do something, but we're not necessarily uh, driving at the same outcome. Whereas some some insist that it should be an equality of outcome, everything should be 50-50. So whether it's like, for example, um, uh, you take any profession like lawyers. So if you've got a 1,000 lawyers in the country, roughly 500 should be men, roughly 500 should be women. And that's the only time where you know you've reached equality. Whereas others might say, actually, equality is just that both men and women have the same opportunity and chance to become a lawyer. And whether they do or not is up to them. So there are reasonable arguments on both sides of that, I think it's fair to say. Um, But it's an important question for us. From a Christian conscious perspective, um, what's our view on that? What's our view as a community? What's our view in terms of what we want to encourage, etc., etc. I'm going to go through the questions before we open up the discussion, just so that we know what, so we frame the conversation, right? The second one is how should men treat women? So, like for example, this this term chivalry, it was a big thing, you know, maybe a century ago, whatever it was. Um, What has become of it? So, is there a shared um, understanding of how sh- how do how should men behave? And how do women want to be treated by men, right? So, like, I just put a silly example here, just, just to bring it out. But um, it was interesting because it came up. So somebody was saying, like, holding open the door. So back in the day, if you didn't hold open the door, it would be considered rude. Whereas now somebody may take offense if you hold open the I don't need follow the kind of response, right? So like what is what is the what's the kind of path there? Um as do do me a favor, close your eyes. No, both eyes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, I okay. I want you to put your hand up if you think that it is appropriate and nice and a good thing to do for a guy to hold, hold open the door for a lady? Okay, hands down. Okay, I suppose, eyes closed. Eyes closed. Uh, now, I want you to, just so that I can get this, I want you to put your hand up if you think it's not good and it actually is a slightly chauvinistic for a guy to hold open the door. Okay, eyes closed still? Okay, um, and last question. Um, I want you to put your hand up if you think uh, there is no answer to this, and it just depends. And we can't define it. Okay, thank you. Eyes open. Brilliant. I just wanted to close your eyes because I don't want you to be biased by what the rest of the room is saying, right? But I can tell you that there are about... Um, okay, now that your eyes are open... Um, no, you're <laughs> so, me. Um, open. Uh, so I can tell you that there were six people who said that it's going to be difficult to define and we shouldn't go there. There were zero people who said that the guy shouldn't open the door. And um, everyone said, well, pretty much everyone else said uh, that he should Now, but I can tell you also that that's one thing that we've spoken about, and it's out there in the open now, right? So that guy's now, you know, hold the door open. Okay you have permission (laughs) to hold the door open. so, but can you see like there's a zillion things right that we could be talking about, um, which until we define a certain level of culture, it's hard to uh, understand that, and that's why I think you know, part of that conversation was that there needs to be a certain level of education that goes along with, um, uh, goes along with the process of, um, of discussing these things and building a community. Okay, third one is what is the baby model then? So we have some idea of what the Vedic model is back in the day, okay? And those had certain gender roles, certain gender kind of you know, opportunities and contributions in society, etc. Et and how does that convert into a modern-day scenario? What does that mean? Um, particularly for things like uh, working, raising children, uh, financial contribution, all of those types of things, right? So there's again quite a, quite a lot there. Um, how do we train our community about gender roles and contributions, um, similar point. And then how do we get better at identifying and combating abuse? So this was a really interesting point, um, something I learned in that conversation. It was around um, this notion. So the, the thing, the comp- is it OK if I'm just completely like, transparent about what we discussed? Yeah. yeah? Okay. So, OK. Um, so one of the things we just, so I was making the point that but we don't want to turn pandas into like a like a highly sensitive environment where we can't just take the mick out of anything, including Hare Krishna's and and, um, whatever else we were taking the mick out of, and including all of the aspects that were presented here, right? So feminism being one of them. Um, But the difference is that in some of these other areas, like in Buddhism, atheism, et cetera, we have quite a lot of education that goes side by side with the mick. Whereas with the topic of feminism, we don't really have that. So then you're left in kind of a vacuum, where um, there's, with the absence of that, uh, there's a lot of space to kind of just go in a weird direction. Because we can't really do that with atheism and these other things, because we can set it straight quite quickly. Um, but also that there is uh, this theory of essentially a pyramid, where you can apply to lots of things. So you know, can apply to things like uh, violence, to, to rape, to many other things where things start off at a joke level. They start off at something that looks pretty benign, uh, harmless, etc., etc., et, cetera, et cetera, um, or even sarcastic, humorous. And then they go to another level, which is slightly more. Uh, the person gets away with it, slightly more, slightly more. And then ultimately, because they're testing boundaries, And if they keep getting away with those boundaries then they get to a point where they actually then do something quite serious and this is this is proven across different um, areas including things like the effect of things like um, uh, media that we consume on on violence gang stuff etc etc so how do we um, kind of make sure that we've got the right balance in this thing and and that we are able to identify because one of the shocking things that i've Heard on this trip and uh, on previous trips. This trip only to a very to, to to one level. Um, but in previous instances in um is of is of girls being very uncomfortable with certain situations that they should never have been um, exposed to. So that was everything from <coughs> jokes of not funny, um, messages which are unwelcome, um, physical contact that was definitely unwelcome. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, this lead th- this kind of grows from a space where it's interesting that like, we talk about controlling sex desire in different talks and you know uh, as, as part of our education is part of our regulator principles. Um, but we actually don't talk so much about the specific behaviors that um, come before that. And uh, th- that's not that's not a good sign. In education terms, it's talked about it a lot. So like in the curriculum for you know, schools and background stuff, child protection, etc., etc., et, cetera, et, cetera, et cetera, We talk about it quite a bit. Um, and until that conversation I actually had, it, I mean, and other things that I've heard, you know, over, the, uh, over the past it's kind of been something that we've just never been good at, it's never been something that we've been open about and if we have been open about it um, I think it's done where we're speaking either to just the boys or just the girls and I think there's a problem in that um, I think there's a problem in not having a shared understanding between what is acceptable so that so that you know, like just holding the door open example again that it becomes very clear um, what is and what is not acceptable and i'm not talking about just kind of like um and uh, it, it's it's surprising and disappointing obviously that it happens and on the one side there's kind of like the danger of attributing blame well you know they shouldn't be flirtatious and they shouldn't be whatever whatever so we gave that whole thing but the idea is that if it's scary then it's a problem and um so that's, a, that's the last of my questions. Um, and I think what I wanted to do was just open this up to a discussion. And I'm happy to take the conversation in whichever direction we want to go. But I think these are some of the important things that we need to think about. We've obviously, we're not going to get the answers here. But what I do want to do is get things on the table that we can take away from here and we can follow up with and um, start to address through the mentorship system through sanghas um, because yeah it's, uh, it's not a it's not something that we should in a Krishna conscious but like we talk about such high high things such high elevated thoughts practices connecting with God, spiritual life and then somebody sends something but behaves in a way which really is going to send somebody off in a completely opposite direction for the next one, two, three years of their life because they were so hurt by the way somebody behaved with them. I mean, it makes a mockery, really, of the whole um, idea of a krishna punshya group. So... So in uh, in um, so I'm going to pause there and open up to any comments anyone wants to make, anything that they think of, any big kind of things that we missed here that we should be putting on the table, or any reflections about proposed ways that we could go forward with this uh, in a constructive way um, that can help us as a as a community, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Um. Um... I that, that the girl could kick the ball like Steven Gerrard on one side, dying early across. Oh, wow. Now, that expanded my vision, but that was because the media companies decided we're going to consciously invest money and promote this. And I think in our, I've seen at the Manor they've started having <coughs> women do the their bar- and it's what it's just done.
0: I'm going to ask you to close your eyes again. Thank you for that, because it's a uh, question for me. Okay, same same process. Okay, I'm going to ask you two questions. So you're going to put your up. Put your hand up if you think that in saying that in events um, like the trip, things like kirtan, things like uh, giving class, things like you know any any type of those types of activities that uh, we should. Insist upon, and I and I say insist upon in a positive way, not in a negative way. Insist upon a fifty-fifty split between genders, uh, with a with the understanding that if we don't insist upon it, uh, we may never get there. Versus um, giving everyone the equal opportunity to do that, but being okay with um, it not being fifty-fifty because some girls and I'm not trying to peddle a stereotype here, but some girls may not wish to speak or sing in public. So we want to leave them <coughs> with that choice. Okay? So those are the two things, those are the two choices. Both of them are positive. It's not a um, th- please don't see this as either one is positive and one's negative. Both are positive. I just want to get a get a feel for the for the sense here, okay? So put your hand up if you think we should be pushing for, insisting upon a 50-50 split Down and the other one, we should be happy with choice. Great, thank you. Nice, please. I feel like a doctor or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, look, so uh, that was interesting because it wasn't as clear cut as the first one. So I would say um, it was probably 80 20 um, in favor of choice as opposed to insistence on the 50 on the 50. Now, so just to come to, to this to the point that Richard made. So what do we do with that? Like what, what 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 do you all feel like we should do with that? Because there's that 20. If anyone wants to, no, no compulsion. I'm not going to call out anyone who put their hand up for the uh, for the insisting on the 50/50. If anyone would like to make a comment, um, then please do. It. Yeah, please. So just to, just to push back a little bit on that, um, so let's say we, we said, who wants to lead Clifton okay? And so we're asking in an open, open forum, and let's just say that no ladies say they wish to. What, what do we do? So you're saying just make the opportunity, or the option easier, right? As yeah. easy as possible. So I don't think that disagrees with the other group, which is like you know opportunity should be equal, and, and uh, opportunity obviously gives access to, to that option, making it as easier as possible. But I'm going to push back again. So like, w- what happens? What do you think happens if that still doesn't trigger any interest? Like do we? Because the other option is we can essentially go to go to individuals and say you have to sing. And they'll say no, no 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 you have to sing. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a there's a there's a push yeah. so more asking, than a pull. So hmm. you're asking like what can what, what can we do to kind of encourage people I, I guess like I don't
2: know like I said, I don't really that survey is the best
0: thing I can think of, but there might be better ways people can think of it. Okay, a few more hands and then we're gonna yeah you had a hand first and then we're we'll gonna go around. Yeah go ahead, go ahead.
2: was saying that we can't come to a point of this we have to in su- to some extent force it in order to come to a point of free will so we have to, so i think she passed an example of i think in my court they started to allow women to give SV files once a week and then from there it would inspire other people and then they would kind of have the grounds to kind of like you know start off increase 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 and then expand on that so initially, we almost have to force that, not force it upon people, but have people to kind of show up, which then inspires other people. So in terms of your previous point, I don't think it would come to a point when it would be empty. I think it would come to a point when it would inspire others, and it would open up opportunities for others. Okay,
0: great, thank you. Yeah?
2: Just kind of leading off from the point, but I feel like girls are forced to
3: stop playing at a very young age. Like, girls remember like you just stopped one day you just became conscious of your body and realized you couldn't like skip anymore mm-hmm. and like all of this it, it's this deep psychological thing and it, ha- it starts from a really young age and it's also passed on from generations so it's not going to be like the flip of a switch like one day girls are going to put their hand up and want to do good and it's going to take many years and a lot of encouragement and
4: i feel like the 50 50 split would encourage girls to
0: and then I'm gonna to go to the other side of that. Did you have a point? Yeah, go.
5: Ahead. It's not that the interest isn't there, I don't think. I think it's because what the norm is right now, it's really hard to push against it. Yeah. Like little things, like the instruments all sit there. So if a girl does want to
4: volunteer, you know, it's almost like there's a physical barrier. She has to she has to actually put herself out there and be
5: like, yes, I want to do this. Right. So little things like that.
3: Of encouragement, like I don't think we hear much encouragement for taking up, so rather than it being like, oh, you have to do this, like one of you have to do it, it could just be like strongly, strongly encouraged by it, even like female so you know leaders the have been
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, the- oh, I'll come to you next. Yeah? Go on. But what would you say to what we've heard so far, that is, um, that unless we um, not just encourage, but actually um, push quite hard towards it, that we won't get there because we're fighting against historic stuff? This this trip has been, I, I don't know, I, I'm going to every single trip, but it feels like this trip is closer than it's been. But I mean, we're progressing. Better, better, but, and keep this way to go. Yeah. Two more points, and then we're going to go on to the side.
3: in the house we're down <laughs>
6: is like compared to what PS is like and I feel that PS is quite a meritocracy of someone who regardless of their gender or their race is given an opportunity based on the skill set they have like if I look at my uh, when we are doing Casey Sock I think the person who organised the best ever event was a girl the person who organised the best ever retreat was a girl the person who designed the best ever stuff for Casey Sock was a girl so that was irrespective of their gender but it was based on the skill set that they had so I think sometimes we can bring up like bring up preconceptions of what the world is and project that onto what PS is, which I really don't think it is. Um, and the second thing is what's appreciated, like, for example, the DT service is primarily done by girls, if I'm not mistaken, but none of the boys complain about that, as in whatever, whereas the kiritan leading with the class, because that's so appreciated, people feel that, oh, I should be in that position, regardless of whatever my skill set is, so um, perhaps it's, it's changing the appreciation, and, and I really do think PS is a meritocracy. Okay.
0: We're going to come back to that point, actually, uh, specifically about it. So, everyone heard that, is that okay? Um, obviously, they may be different uh, and expecting. So, anybody else would like to make a point? Otherwise, I'm going to go to you. Yes? Can (laughs) you
7: So, I'm obviously, I'm I'm not being part of like Panduranga per se, but also just understanding Krishna consciousness. Um, Our objective is to grow love for God. Bhakti is the objective and um, bhakti is not something that you're trying to force in a sense where, like you're forced to do it. We're trying to get ourselves in a position where we're giving our hearts to, to Krishna. And um, so if we're encouraging individuals to try to give their hearts to Krishna, and then regardless of what body you have, you're, you're looking at the ways by which you can try to bring up that expression, and you get supported with that, then that's um, an opportunity for you to express your love for Krishna. But it has to be a thing where you're having to be forced it would be difficult for you to identify how to give your heart to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so and that, and that might bring, as Per was probably mm-hmm. mentioning, that the external, uh, what we're finding in the material world where we're forcing people to take up these positions to prove something. Mm-hmm. But we're all here because we want the blue boy with the flute to fall in love with us and us fall in love with him and have that exchange. Mm-hmm. And so that's not something that we can kind of, Propagate if it's a push just to have statistics on both ends. Mm-hmm. It's something that we can encourage if we're putting our hearts into it. So regardless of w- whichever bodies we're in, the situations that we, or opportunities that we have to give our hearts to Krishna, if we express that, if it's a sincere expression that we want to cultivate, then by the support of the seniors and the groups that we're in, then we can be able to facilitate that. Okay, yeah. I understand that.
0: Thank you. So um, I'm going to just come back to a point um, on how something somebody had said to me um, uh, on this trip. So she said, um, more than one person said this actually, said that I wanted to um, stay home with my kids. And uh, I was really criticized or kind of Others were quite heavy in terms of their pushing towards um, a a view that that was a sign or symbol of being oppressed um, and that women should go out to work and build their career and be independent and be financially, etc. etc. That's kind of a that's one perspective on a particular subject, which is around so I'm I, I I'm conscious that this eighty twenty split was interesting and it sounds like uh, where we where we even even those who are saying that we should get to a 50 fifty, I'm not necessarily saying it needs to be a hard push towards a fifty-fifty, but that the level of access and opportunity and ease of take uptake um, should be made better. Is that fair to say to those who are okay. Um
6: Okay, so, um, other, other things, yeah. other comments that, uh, Sorry, I was just going to uh, make one more point and, and uh, We were in the K-SYSOP session and I saw that there were, oh. We uh, were in the K-SYSOP session and I saw that the k national team had two guys and six girls. And it, if, it was, if we were going to do 50-50, then Sorry. it would also work, whatever. If we were going to do 50-50, then it would also work <coughs> the other way. And, and what, what that means is you have very sincere, very talented, very, determined girls who wouldn't be able to serve because you're just trying to tick a box of equity so yeah yes. so i think you've got yeah,
2: go however off that point previously i feel like kate sort of had to push more of women to the forefront to then come to this point so it's slow encouragement which over time creates something like this if mm-hmm. the yeah.
0: okay any any so just moving on because i think we've come to a, come to a, a reasonable consensus though. there's a lot of work to do that kind of how would that be supported in in, in what about, um, what about treatment? What about types of behavior and interactions that are confusing both on this side and on that side of the room in terms of preferences? Anybody want to raise anything on that in terms of how we can get better at that or raise any specific things that we should be thinking about? Yeah, gosh.
8: sending mm-hmm. me Self-esteem that they think that this person, oh my God, they're, they're helping you with something they don't think I'm capable of doing that myself. You know, it, it's so individual that, like, having rules across a community or a society for one. Or
0: mentorship trip where he was talking about this point that when guys are having a laugh basically then I mean generally they are making fun of each other especially in the show is there. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so that's kind of like one way in which they're interacting um, and that if girls are part of that then it's likely that that's going to you know be an issue so what's the I think He was, I can't remember what he was actually um, uh, (coughs) saying about that other than girls need to be careful about whether we're going to be part of that conversation. Um, So how, how, where are you going with that? Are you, are you pointing at something specific about more that boys are disrespectful to girls? and 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 that's yeah, that's what I'm
4: saying, and that's because boys are just more chill with each other. Yeah. They yeah. can like bring yeah. somebody and they'll get over it, and
0: yeah. that sometimes leads cops, to the Like they'll say something disrespectful, or the way that they say something will be disrespectful, and, and a girl will see that not be like. So I think this women. is a, this is a key point because it relates to um, a mixed youth group, yeah. and how much kind of you know the fact that. It, it creates unnecessary schisms um, because it's like we're taking sides. I mean, the point of this conversation is definitely not to take sides. The point of this is to come to a, an understanding of that kind of works for well. us. Um, I think the point's valid, and, um, but so I'd like to hear kind of responses actually from this side as to, before we come to this side, as to. What you'd see <coughs> in that. and this comes to the first point, right, around opportunity versus outcome. Is it because if, if it was that, then there would be a different, I think, you're really using the term equal rights, equal fights, that thing. And uh, maybe you can, what was your response to that? Um, what was the rebuttal to that? Yeah. Slide of Ramayana, Maharyana. I mean, one of the th- one of the things that Vedic culture does promote is the role of protection of women. Now, to many in the modern age, that's unacceptable um, because uh, women don't need men's protection, and from a from a Vedic perspective, um, that's not really the case. That actually, the onus should be placed. On Seem to benefit everyone. But again, that's where sometimes Christian conscious values and ethics do come up against some modern perspectives. Okay, so more on this side, response to that point? Yeah, no? <laughs> LAUGHTER The, the one year, and then they're saying they have to. How do you split the food, right? Mm-hmm.
9: And how did they split the food?
0: <laughs> half the it? So they split it not in six or in seven, I can't remember which part it was. Not in six or seven, but in two. Half mm-hmm. went to bean, and the other half, the rest there. <laughs> because it was based on need as opposed to just like a, a tick box. And I think we're Becoming conscious. Okay, so, anything more from the side? Mm. Okay, over here, responses.
6: Keish. anyone else? <laughs> he's the nominee. He's a, he's a nominee. He's a, he's a nominee. <laughs> <laughs> They're all sending me notes, don't <laughs> 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 Okay, go ahead, <Varnishes>. Um <clears throat> I think in terms of treatment, that's probably for the women to decide how they'd like to be treated. But when that behaviour is exhibited, for it to be appreciated, like uh, a couple, uh, a little while ago, uh, I saw one girl who was dragging a suitcase across on a PS trip, really struggling across the thing. And I just offered, "Do you need a hand for me to carry it to your room?" And she said, "I'm a woman. I can do it myself." And and well, you can cheer or whatever. But like, for me, that, that means, "Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to do something nice, but I'm being told off and doing that's something nice." So I'm, it's once bit twice I'm not going to try to do that again. Nice. Interesting, sometimes. right? Like, because when
0: we talked about the Hollywood thing, it was hundred percent saying. Yes, hold the door open. So uh, anyone not like the idea of very new suggests, go for it. Analysis. I'd
10: say just because one person did that to you, it doesn't mean that you should stop, because we are not, not all the same. We have a lot of secrets. <laughs>
11: Ha ha ha. And then a year later, the whole um, treat women equally, promote women in STEM was happening. And they just completely blocked me up. Whereas at that point, I had worked for them for one and a half years, day and night. And then all of a sudden, a girl comes, and they're like, right, let's promote her now. And we don't care about the whole Asian black country. Kind of but she wasn't able to for- perform. It's not that girls come not a little wrong. There are some amazing women in this room that are think the whole forcing the idea, I'm fully on for encouraging everybody. But I never, me personally, I, I don't know how to feel this way, but I never looked at somebody and go like, oh, he's a guy and she's a girl. I never, or if I ever looked at somebody, I never said, oh, they're black, or they're Indian, or they're white, so I'm going to associate with this or more. It's just whatever, whoever's energy or vibe I like more, I just be around them. Um, and another point I wanted to make was, in some cases, I was scolded for opening the I wasn't. I wasn't for me that. Oh, it's a girl. So I'm opening the door. For me, it was there's somebody coming. I'm right behind. Me, like I'm right in front of this. So I'm just opening the door. Yeah. I've done that here and there with the suitcases as well. At least nobody's not too anymore, so. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was offering to help the guys and the girls. So here yeah. i have not seen the problem. But to me, it all seems like why are we thinking of women as a collective force or a man as a collective force? Of men versus guys? But it's more of an individual. Yeah, I think just on that point,
0: the the reason why we're thinking about it as um, crudely as that is because there is there are um, there are differences in uh, gender roles and kind of manifestations of that which have played out over time and current and psychologies that sit behind that. Um, but yeah, go on. Um, I'm
6: Uh, I don't know how valid this question is, but um, on the indecisive point, that made, so for example, men I think uh, I think it's fair to say, on the whole, generally, are more likely to get angry. I guess to say. So or be aggressive. I think that's better, Um So that includes myself, uh, and uh, well my sister's not here to verify it. But over the years, I've worked on it, and therefore I'm, I get less angry. And maybe I'm missing something. but it's indecisiveness. I would call it that, and it's not everybody in the same way that not all men get angry. Um, but um, is that not a quality to work on, or am I missing something? I just, I'm asking my own understanding. a really question. quality
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you only make one point and then we're going to go over. I, I think you've all covered this already,
5: but I think it's, it's about a move and it's about understanding rather than statistics. But there needs to be at least some management moves to make it to encourage.
0: Yeah, I think that's a consensus. There was a couple of hands here, but well, we've already covered it. Okay, we are coming. Uh, I I don't want to um, go over time again, so um, I think no. Sorry, I think, I think I say so. um, <laughs> um, I'm going to say something. I'm going to I'm um, going to suggest and request um, the a couple of things here. One is in terms of PS, kind of the leadership team mentorship system and um, whoever else kind of you know trip team probably um, to to maybe like think about how we can take this forward in terms of specific things that we can do on these th- I for me there are three key fronts um, one is around opportunity and access so that's the 50/50 encouragement um, piece um, the second one is around Behavioral norms and like talking about kind of what does that look like and um, what are we, what what are what are we comfortable with in terms of how that looks and the third one is one that we haven't really talked about today because it's such a sensitive issue um, but it's the last bullet point on there um, because from what I've heard um, which is as I say actually quite disturbing. Um, that these instances do take place in PS and have not got have gone um, either unreported or whatever something right. So because um, either the girls were not comfortable reporting it or thought it was I don't know, that, um, uh, perhaps acceptable behaviour and were uh, were uncomfortable, unsure about how to deal with that. Um, that's a big one um, because it's such a toxic thing uh, that we have to stamp it out like with with kind of absolute um, determination. So for me I think these are three things. I would encourage so I think it's a, it's a leadership mantle that needs to be taken up, um, but with perhaps reaching out to individuals in this room um, we want to be part of that conversation and help to develop that because I don't think it all needs to be developed by the individuals in leadership. I'm just saying that they need to take responsibility to ensure that it gets done. Um, and those who have kind of views, expertise, um, whatever else in these two areas, I think it would be really helpful to start to coalesce that and bring it together. Um, I know this is, this is one of those topics that we could go off this time, we'll close it for this afternoon, um, and if anyone does want to kind of be involved and want to be engaged in this type of conversation, to forward, then please do approach somebody, either in the mentorship system, um, PSA to share for, um, and, and, you know, maybe join can speak to me now. So look, thank you for engaging in this. Uh, I know it's a, it's a, you know, in many respects it's would um, be nice to just speak about philosophy and Krishna um, But the thing is that it's a necessary topic, which if we don't talk about, we see that actually a lot of stuff is going wrong. People get offended, people get hurt, people leave, people whatever, whatever, because we haven't dealt with basics of social interaction um, and uh, therefore thank you very much for participating on to know the things Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare Hare, Hare Rama Hare Rama, Rama.